0: The following podcast was recorded live and not edited for your listening enjoyment. Please excuse our ums, ahs, awkward pauses, audio feedback, and lack of professionalism as we bring to you this unique experience of the unedited, unfiltered, live conversation between Heather, Jennifer, and Kalia, that's me, about the first episode. Of Shadow and Bone.
1: It's the pages of Popcorns Podcast. Jennifer and Calia will yeah, It's the pages of Popcorns podcast. Jennifer and Kelly gonna talk, so you'd better damn well listen.
0: Welcome to this episode of Pages and Popcorn Podcast, the podcast where normally we are talking about books and then movies. But today, no, no, no. Today is special. Today, we are going to talk about a television show, a television show based on a book that one of us read. Um, Actually, no, a a television show based on a book that two out of the three of us read, and also based on a book that with characters that only one of us. It's confusing. It's shadow and bone. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah,
2: What are you doing here?
0: It's fine. <laughs> um, OK, so real quick before we start, just a couple things. Um, it's Zoom. Let's try not to talk over one another. I am the great arbiter of muting people if you act like a troll or if I get mad at you. And I reserve the right to kick anybody out. We also have the rule that you have to have your camera on. So if you are listening to this live recording, after the fact. It's in your feed. It's in your ears right now. Know that you can show up at one of our future recordings every Tuesday night over the summer. We're going to be talking about these episodes. It's going to be exciting. But if you're a troll, I'm going to block your ass and kick you out. But if you are polite and happy and you don't even have to have something constructive to say, you can just be polite and happy. You're welcome here. Also, barnyard language is totally allowed because we fucking curse because sometimes we should. Some things deserve it. And... I think. Oh, yes. Duh. This is being recorded. There. Now everybody knows. Um, <laughs> just just want to make sure. So as always, uh, so today I am joined with Jennifer, my lovely co-host, and another person who I should have asked ahead of time. Can I say your name? Is that cool? Yes, it's on there. Okay. Well, I mean, we're just recording audio. So the only thing that's going to be in people's feeds is the audio. Uh, I mean, I might record the the video too, but I wasn't going to do that unless I absolutely 100% sure how everybody's buying, but just the audio. So you can be Heather. You can be international woman of mystery. We can call you. I think that ship
1: sailed because you called me Heather. I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, right now you're Heather. Who knows? Heather might leave the chat and the International Woman of Mystery might come in later with a Southern twang and um, have opinions. Who knows? We don't know. It's fine.
2: Isn't it fun watching how the sausage is made? All the messy bits that we normally edit out? (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) I mean, some of this probably would have just stayed in anyways because I entertain (laughs) myself. I crack myself up. Well, you are
2: very entertaining. I have to give you that. It's
0: true. Okay. I'm going to read a very quick very quick little recappy thing, I promise. Uh, it's literally three paragraphs. One of them is a little long, but whatever. It's three paragraphs, and then we're going to talk. So, Let's do it, baby. Okay, Shadow and Bone is the American fantasy streaming television series developed by Eric Heisner for Netflix. It premiered on April 23rd, 2021, and is based on two series of books in the Grishaverse created by American-Iranian author Leigh Bardu. Her trilogy, the first of which is Shadow and Bone, and the duology that begins with Six of Crows. All eight episodes of the first season premiered on April 21st, 2021, adapting Shadow and Bone and an original storyline featuring the crows from Six of Crows. I had not read that until after I watched the show. Uh, So I'm glad that somebody clued me in because I was a little confused. I got to tell you, that's okay. Here we go. Here's my recap of the television show alina starkoff is an unremarkable orphan and junior cartographer very clearly in love with her childhood chum mal an expert tracker they grew up in an orphanage both alina and mal are part of ravka's so-called first army when mal gets drafted into a possible suicide mission across the fold the dark dark fold alina burns a bunch of maps in order to get a sign on the same mission so now a whole bunch of little map makers are also on this dangerous trip along with grisha wind and fire mages because oh yes there are fire wind and probably other types of mages called grisha in this world they are the second army and are led by someone called the darkling but we don't see him we do see a grisha gal throw herself at mal but he declines the invitation of her bed to eat grapes with alina anyways their expedition is attacked by the spooky darkness vicious Volcra creatures kind of because of the stupidity of one of the freaking map makers but whatever one of the map makers Alexi, who has a crush on Alina goes overboard and makes a run for it and everyone else fights but the Volcra are pretty badass and they really like chomping on the mages and at the moment when all seems lost aka Mal is getting injured and about to die and Alina is being dragged away from him Alina and everyone is bathed in glorious white light dun, dun, dun. meanwhile And intercut with this, and not at all confusing, we're introduced to the scrappy, low-level criminals known as the Crows, although I'm not sure if they're actually called Crows at any point. Maybe I missed it. Whatever. We are introduced to the scrappy, low-level criminals known to somebody as the Crows. There's the master schemer Kaz, the sneaky knife thrower and former sex-trafficked Inej, and gambling-addicted sharpshooter Jasper. They reside in Credam. Kurtur, Kurterdam, Kurterdam, on the island of Kersh. And really all you need to know is that Kurterdam is in the Star Wars parlance. And from a quote, the place that I read online, a wretched hive of scum and villainy, the crows are a big part of this, always seeking the next get rich scheme like their current one. See, there's this mustache man. He wants to send a boat across the dark fold to get something of value and bring it back before they can find out what it is and what they're being hired to retrieve. They must first prove that they're the right gang for the job by poaching the job away from a different gang. They do this by figuring out that mustache man needs a heart render. And so they bring him one. This heartrender is a woman who is useful in getting information from the prisoner of mustache man. The prisoner is our little Alexi, who survived his run across the fold, and he tells the tale of Alina being a sun summoner. Now the crows know who and what they're being sent after. The question is how to get across the darkness. So apparently the crow story, even though intercut with the map v- story is taking place two weeks after the alina storyline and we will have to wait until next week to see how everybody responded to alina going supernova and glowing all white and crazy pants the end did you like a six of crows i didn't read a six of crows oh, i read I shadow and you- bone
2: okay but you were just giving a synopsis of you know other stuff
0: yeah
1: no I, read- I do not oh. Go ahead. Yes, In the show, they're not referenced as the crows, I don't think ever at all. So when you had mentioned to me previously that, you know, it overlapped with a secondary book um, with secondary characters, uh, I wasn't sure who it was, but now it makes sense that they would have their own separate storyline.
0: Yeah. I mean, and honestly having, okay, so I read the book. And then i watched the first episode of the show and i was like what the fuck?" and then i read this little paragraph on wikipedia and i watched i'd watched a youtube video where this gal was like if you want to understand here's this trilogy and then here's this duology and then here's this other duology and so in the netflix show they took the plot from book one of this trilogy but they also throw in characters from book from the duology and i'm like okay so that helps but i don't okay so here's a gripe i just don't think it as of episode one, I don't think it works all that great to have this one story and then this other storyline happening with these other characters. And maybe that's just because I'm biased because, you know, the one story is familiar to me and the other story characters aren't. But I think mainly it's the tone of the two stories. The two different places uh, the
2: books i mean you could see how the author has grown and the six of crows series is a lot grittier and darker so as somebody who's read that duology i'll, I'll say that about it um, but her writing really improved quite a bit and there's a lot more subtle character shading so i'm really interested to see what they do with it
0: yeah i mean i'm interested in these crows characters Inez, jasper they're interesting characters But they really don't feel like they belong in the same story. And I almost feel like, well, why didn't you just make their story if you wanted to use them? Because let's be honest, Alina's story is a little boring, right? I mean, it is very cliche, very YA, chosen one, magic, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's been a number of years since the Hunger Games and the Maze Runner and Divergent. So we don't need to retread that. We could have just done Crow's stuff.
2: I thought um, Six of Crows would stand up really well on its own, but it's probably not as famous as Shadow and Bone. Mm. So you think that's probably why they did it? Because so yeah, there might be some name um, excuse me,
0: some name recognition that's going on with this. I guess that's fair. You got to you know sell tickets and whatever, but I feel like they've made a lot of things, especially on Netflix, is usually willing to take a little bit of a risk. I don't know. So Heather, you've seen the whole series.
1: So you have to be careful and not spoil. us, Which is one reason why I rewatched it this (laughs) evening was to make sure I knew what, you know, not to reference certain things. And yes. Yeah. What we will say, I'm very fond of several of the characters. They do develop quite a bit. So Mm -hmm. it's something to look forward to. So
0: speaking of the characters, um, because we just had our episode where we talked about the book and we talked about Alina in the book and we have Alina in the book and we have Alina. And I'm not going to be go through this as a super book versus thing. We're going to save a lot of our book versus show for the end episode. But I just want to touch on a few interesting changes. Um, A major change is that in the book, Alina was an orphan, but she wasn't um, the victim of bigotry and racism. They've added in this racist thing and I'm sorry.
1: It's like a thread throughout the show because she does say like at the very beginning that she's always been judged because of her mother's, she has her mother's looks.
0: Yeah. I looked like my mother. I looked like like, the enemy. Exactly. And you're like, well, but who's that?
1: And, And you don't look different right now and then they call her out in the food line at the camp mm -hmm. and same thing oh you're a half you you have to go to the end of the line which it's hard to tell what half what he means and i know that
0: part of it is you know as you guys know i'm not the best with the visual stuff but to me she didn't look othered no there was compared no compared to other others and especially when you have in the in the in the so I looked her up and the actress is half Chinese okay um but like the guy playing Jasper is black right like yes. and and Inej is I'm not sure again I don't I don't know <laughs> I'm not going to look at somebody and be like you're obviously whatever race but like but she
1: has a darker skin tone right. darker hair she looks uh,
0: very uh you know Indian from yeah. India like that's the vibe that I'm so so it's interesting to me that we're going to make a racial notation determination. Yeah. yeah I don't I don't and and on the one hand like I'm all for representation and casting especially if it doesn't matter then but for sure but if but it feels like the racist things was added because they cast an actress who was half Chinese. But I, I'm not sure if this, but if they're playered or, or I, I just I don't know.
1: Even for somebody who's not visually impaired and can see the actress, she's not visibly Chinese, right? And so it, it, it's like you said, they're they're adding something in that didn't necessarily need to be, um, because it's not obvious. In the show
0: yeah jennifer you want to weigh in at all thoughts um
2: not really i i'm I'm gonna be completely virgin to the show which is kind of how i wanted to approach so you know we have various levels of experience with this i do like the new fad of blind casting like they did with bridgerton But then in Bridgerton, they did add a racial component to it of, well, normally we as black people would not be in this position of power, but the queen and this and that. Uh, So it's an interesting trend that's going on and I think it's still being developed
0: and nobody really knows what to do with it.
2: So I like the idea of blank casting, but then this is not what that is.
0: Yeah, no, I like blank. I think casting should just be casting and they should hire the best person for the job. Speaking, I mean, to kind of go along with that, we, we covered Woman in the Window not too terribly long ago on the show. And in that the book, nobody's race was discussed, but in the movie, they made it an interracial marriage and it it didn't detract or add anything like it. But it made it more believable when you're like, oh, these are authentic characters. And it didn't change anything fundamental about anything. It was just like, oh, this guy's voice was the best for this role. There you go. The end. So it was it was a good change but this i'm i'm not i'm not sure i think it would have been fine if she had just been that actress the actress is fine i don't know how good this actress is because alina the character is very not it's not very developed yet um so we'll have to i guess wait and see but yeah i kind of bumped on that a little bit speaking of characters i like
1: mal (laughs) <laughs> who takes his shirt off very early in the show uh, oh, wait, yeah sorry, spoiler <laughs> well we 're talking
0: about the show, so that 's okay, um but yes, he certainly does. I love I, how I, they have him like his it 's like this close up of his hands like all wrapped up when he 's petting the bunny, and then we transition into his wrapped up hands as he 's getting ready to fight, and I like that idea of like he was gentle now he 's a fighter, but also like here 's this visual clue that this is the same person many years later. Um. Although, to be honest, when he takes his shirt off and starts fighting some other guy without his shirt on, and they're both brunette dudes, and I'm just like, wait, who are we rooting for? I don't. Whatever, because it was early enough that I didn't know. Or I don't know. Whatever. At least this Mal, and I know the bar is really low because Mal in the book was such a freaking twit. But at least this Mal like seemed to like actually care for Alina and like chooses eating grapes with her as you know instead of having sex with uh the Grisha, which I mean. I don't And the word they used,
1: I think they said a tumble. A tumble. (laughs) (laughs) I referenced it, it made me giggle.
0: (laughs) Okay, total tangent here, but I'm watching this other random show on Netflix right now and they call it Humping. And it's like this Viking show where they're like, like knights and kings and you know, whatever princesses and whatever, but they're like, hey, do you want to hump? And every time they say hump, I like die inside a little bit. So tumble is better than hump just gonna say <laughs> it's the last kingdom by the way if anybody's interested so um anyways but yes mal seems to like genuinely like alina and and then there's a little alexi who likes alina too but she's
1: oblivious because that's very ya tropey right where he says because when mal's leaving he's like but i'm right here i don't know right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> she's, what <for> that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just
0: miss <mythic laughs> it completely. I, in my notes, I wrote Alina is a dick to maps and all the map makers.
1: <laughs> well, you know, when you, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when you burn <laughs> things and, you know, and then, you know, unknowingly rope your entire crew into going on this skiff across the fold. Seriously,
0: which, I mean, I think that it's laying that in so that then she'll have extra guilt, right? Because it was her thing and then that gets people killed and blah, 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 right? We have to give her, we have to have her suffer and have guilt um, because that's character development.
1: Yeah, as they build that character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was also interesting because you said with Mal how they showed when he was younger, you know, gentle with the rabbit and avoiding confrontation and then they segue right into now he's beating up somebody else at this camp for money Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see that they decided to show you know that he was soft and now he's hard and
0: right and i mean having not seen anything past this episode i'm wondering if that's like foreshadowing that he's like secretly still soft you know or if that was that's just like the end of that character little thing or not don't spoil but yeah i'm 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 very (laughs) curious to see if that comes up you know back again also, and I know this is weird, but like when the when the skiff first starts going across the darkness, which the dark fold was really cool, um, Alina's scarf flies off, and it felt very foreshadowy to me. I have no idea if it actually means anything, or it comes back, or if it was just like a visual clue, but it it seemed important because they bothered to put it in. So I'm just I'm just making a note. Drop that in for later. But which- Jennifer, I know that when we talked about. Um, what we were hoping for the the show, you said you were had hopes for the fold, the unseen. Did this live up to your expectations? Um, I, I think it did fine with
2: what they had. I, I know that's a very big answer, but I mean, it, it it was okay. I for the technology that we have right now. Okay. Yeah, I know that's. Like, that's I mean, like did you like it? Answer yes no yeah there's a lot of stuff i i I liked and i thought they did a very good job with this Um, one of the trends i'm seeing with a lot of shows now is they're just so much better at production than they ever used to be like the money that is in this like you can see the money in the in the show Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i i liked the unsee the darkness i thought it was it was pretty much exactly how i imagined it for the most part.
2: And I don't know like one of the things that we were talking about was um do you see too much of the monster and since there is like they do show the monster and it's pretty definite there's no Heidi there's no shadowy they're they're like little paradactyls. Was that disappointing to you?
0: i mean like i said in the other episode i kind of was hoping that it would be scarier because you know shadowy and just darkness and not really see them because okay so here's the thing i liked the way that the fold the unseen, looked until they got in it and then it didn't seem dark right like it yeah it, was, it, it, was, it looks it, like
2: you're playing at night like you're in a battleship at night
0: right and i i get that from like a having to film way like we couldn't just have straight up darkness because then you can't see it kind of like how we can't really see you right now in your straight up darkness but uh, yeah
2: the sun's going down and that's (laughs) i'm now like the green and black of my original picture
0: but um but at the same time it made it less scary because we could we could see a lot more and you know so even though i don't like it when movies are super super dark and visually dark and you can't see what the hell's going on sometimes that's a tool and it works really well so i thought that could have actually like the attack could have been a little bit scarier but um yeah and we do get to see an awful lot of, of i the...
2: think for me um it would have been more effective if the lighting only came from the ship because you can see the sky and I don't want to see the sky when it's called the darkness. Exactly. I want it to be as dark as my picture right now and it's only <laughs> lit by computer screens. And so you can still see a little bit of what's going on. So if I'm doing a little bebop thing if I'm waving my hands around, but it's dark enough that there's a lot of mystery and that's, right. There, there's so much that they could have done that with that, with the lighting only coming from the ship that the light is what's kind of trying to help them keep these enemies back and so to me i it, it was sort of a, another one of those if it were in my shoes if it were you know if i were queen of the world and i can change this and make it however i wanted that was something that was kind of disappointing to me
0: yeah like i said i liked the way it looked before they got into it once they got into it i was kind of like oh this isn't as scary and the other thing Okay. And I might've just missed it, but they're on one side. They're going to travel through the fold, the unsee, this darkness area. And on the other side, there's people waiting for them. And they're like, oh, they're two hours late. They must have died, you know, or whatever. And then Alexi comes running out, blah, blah, blah. And my question is, how did the people on the other side
1: know that they were coming? Did they like... I think they have it. It's like scheduled transport dates and times okay that almost I mean that kind of makes sense except that his mission
0: didn't seem like it was like part of their regular scheduled mission right it seemed like a special mission that that was was
1: like set up though because the commander had said you know we have this opportunity to go over and get supplies I just I feel like there's some way they're communicating other side
0: and I so of course my brain is like, can birds fly over? Are these like where there's ravens or like homing pigeons or like they're like cannonball? They're just like throw it really far and like it'll get over there. And then they but then they had like the ropes and it almost seemed like they were being pulled. And then I was like, well, could you just put like messages in bottles and just stand there and go like this? That uh, nobody can see me because this possibly. is audio.
1: But you know what I mean? And like, you know.
0: You know how you use, you know what, like
1: the bank tellers, how they have the little tubes. And oh they yeah, put the thing in that, You know, Shoo! yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Or just you know, like put a thing on a on a rope. What you remember, like in Robin Hood, the animated with the foxes, and he's like pulling the string, and the money bags are going one place, and then okay. they're getting taken off. Right? Okay. That's so visual Yeah, right. I'm just saying. Like maybe they well, had like
2: the outfits of this are very kind of steampunky. Sort of 18th century i mean you're, you're looking at modern outfits and so it feels like they would have maybe not a visual because it's the darkness but they could do something like morse code you know they could have like a sound cape set up or some it's magic there's magical stuff yeah and wavy magical thing
0: that yeah. you can't see <laughs> it is just interesting kind of
1: like, and know. wavy magical <laughs> so i um, will say not having seen or haven't not having read the book to have a description of the fold when I first saw it it definitely seemed like it was stormy inside right like when they pan out to it you can see bursts of light right like little bits on the outer edge of the fold mm-hmm. and so when they were going through there was lightning that was going at a couple of the times know, when you I could had see the was... trees yeah
2: the visual i had when i was reading this was a little bit of um stardust which is a neil gaiman book that was made into a film and they have uh sort of these sky ships and they go through a lightning storm and so you have the lightning and then i kept thinking of like the balrog from fellowship of the ring and so if you had the shadowiness of the balrog and the kind of the lightning thunderstorm
1: you could have had some really cool effects going on yeah it looks like it yeah and At least from when I was watching it, by having the backlighting of the lightning, you know, you saw that there were dead trees and that there was like landscape um, that was once alive and is no longer. So it it felt like even though they could have maybe kept it dark to match what it sounds like the book's description was, that they were also using it as an an ability to show the landscape within the fold
0: right because they didn't have alina's voiceover going it used to be land that had people but now it's been taken over but blah, 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 blah. you know what i mean because we don't
1: know that in the, right in the show right yeah yeah so i think that that was their way of showing that yeah.
2: yeah yeah so when they're coming in and out of the darkness it looks really cool it looks like this you know wall of dark fog it's just when you're in the inside of it, it's like, oh, well, they tried to do this with the lighting. They tried to do that. And none well, of it and works. then also
0: freaking Alexi, scared person running doesn't die. So like, maybe we don't put people on boats. Maybe we just have people walk. Right? <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, they've got the ropes. Just. I mean, why don't they do something like a submarine where everyone's just encapsulated in this little bullet and you... Know, you, you you do the rope thing and it, yeah. you don't have to have sails. You don't have to have any of that. Nobody has that to be on deck. turn that boat upside down. Why that's would what you, you be do? on deck when there are monsters on the surface yeah. that fly? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's more H- that you can't think submarine. about it too much or it just all falls apart. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, so here's another question. In the book, do they give them more... Instruction on how not to behave in the fold, yes. Well, a because little bit, a little much. bit well, because we have- that's what it's like hey, jump on a the this, this skiff, you uh-huh. know, and and just you know, don't leave your spot, and here we go, yeah. I mean, and then they, they wonder why somebody messed up, <gasps> right?
0: And, little well, and that's the thing, like, they weren't supposed to be there, but also, like now they are it feels like even if you're not supposed to be there you must have heard stories like you know that they're attracted to light that's why we have this special light like you know what i mean like it seemed like such a stupid thing to light the lantern right. and also if you don't want people lighting lanterns just don't give anybody anything yeah. yeah like keep them away why <laughs> did
1: he have a lantern
0: exactly
2: <laughs> Use some matches when you go into the firework factory Because you know, when you
1: smoke, nothing bad will happen in a firework factory. Right. (laughs) I mean, obviously it had to set itself up in order for the the in the story, but
0: and Jennifer, it's been a couple it's been a month or so since I've read the book, but remind me that nobody lit a lantern by accident in the book, right? They just got attacked. Yeah. Yeah. The Volkers are just like there. They just they're like and that's one of
2: those things I wonder about. Why were they even on, you know the deck of the ship can you not have figured out a better system by now do you not have engineers because well, you know they have lighting they have pretty neat clothes they have all this other technology why do you not figure out you know a pretty simple thing
0: yeah yeah it's but it's- yeah
2: this is kind of this is the first novel. This is why when you have fantasy systems, you really have to think about all the implications and writing fantasy can be
0: very difficult. And that's why it doesn't feel like it fits with this Keisha, Kesha. That's a singer. You know what I mean? The the city over (laughs) there with Kaz. Yeah. Like, because that, it, that city felt like it was different technologically. It felt like it was different time. It felt, tonally the the colors i mean it just felt like not just another part of the world but like another planet yeah or like on a different timeline you know or something like Like the the jiving didn't doesn't
1: didn't work you know
2: algeria and spain and italy they all have very different cultures and very very different looks but they're part of the same world Mm -hmm. you're not going to get massively different things going on so that's that's the part that's not yeah. meshing well. You could have different technology because that would make it interesting. You have you know low tech systems and high tech systems and how do they deal with the same thing? Um,
0: so, but then you uh, you know if you have over if you have them bumping into one another and it seems like they are in some way bumping into one another because like they knew that Alexi you know whatever they they know about the other stuff. So I, yeah I, yeah
1: okay. Well, and so let me ask this whole timeline overlapping where Kaz's timeline is two weeks ahead of the other one. Did that bother anybody else? Cause it, okay, good. It Cause totally I was expecting yeah. them to be lined up and then it wasn't. And then I'm like, well, how are they two weeks in the future?
0: Yeah, that yeah, was so... unsettling. And, and again, it just makes it feel like two different shows. Like they were like, we like these characters, but as Jennifer said, people will recognize this. So let's mush them together. And I
1: just, yeah, I mean, and okay, I what, kind of understand in that they couldn't really do like the first half of the episode, you know, from her perspective and then the other half on the other, like, you know, two weeks later, you know, it, I mean, they
0: could have,
1: so. they, yeah, so they literally could have, they, they could have had did.
0: just Alina. And then, right. it, like, it extends this big burst of light, and that's like the end of like Act One, or you know, the, the fir- And then it says two weeks later, and then we're in a different part of the world, and you're like, right. wait a minute, what the hell? And then, like, you're because then you're more invested because you're not flipping back and forth, and yeah, then you the maybe back and
1: forth all- was awkward.
0: That you almost get to that point where you've kind of forgotten about Alina and all of that craziness, and you're really, you know, really into this whole Kaz and his little merry band of people with good eyebrows and high cheekbones and suddenly <laughs> they're like Alina's a sun summoner and then you're like oh you know like okay like you could have done that but see because now in episode two we're gonna have to be like two weeks ago what happened to alina on the boat like because stuff's gonna have to happen right you know and then also are we gonna still be with kaz i i don't know yeah i hmm. yeah well, yeah for. i would like
2: to have seen is something a little bit like how they had the doctor who show and then torchwood or you have the different star treks and they can have different feels to them and be part of the same universe and that's how it felt they should have done shadow and bone and then six of crows
0: Mm -hmm. two separate television shows that sometimes have overlaps
2: and yeah you can have like a character here and there and it's like oh hey that's the character for the other show and there's a little goofy fan service but for the most part because again I, I think this is because um the author has developed so much since her first book they don't feel like the same book
0: yeah they don't feel like the but, same yeah story it doesn't line. feel like the
2: same world it's like it takes place in the same world but like she's so much more advanced in her characterization and she's willing to be much darker but it's also not intended to be ya so you're shoving ya into what's not ya and it's kind of a mess
0: um something else so this original book came out in did we say 2012 we said it last time i think yeah it it's
2: about 10 years old
0: yeah 2012 okay um and as i was reading it and i didn't say this another on one but i i will say it now as we're watching the people with their little magic you know air stuff all i could think of was avatar the last airbender and it <laughs> okay and i looked it up the avatar the last airbender came out in 2005 so yes this definitely <laughs> <laughs> makes sense and that's but-
2: also when i was talking about hard and magic hard systems soft systems and magic she's trying to have a hard system because it has all these rules but then she's breaking them constantly and it makes it feel like a cheat
0: yeah yep Whew. says the says the air okay let's see or the here. fire or yeah. the fire or the or who knows what else yeah I don't know. okay 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 i'm sorry kaz those eyebrows and those cheekbones <laughs> did anybody else get a young malcolm mcdowell from clockwork yes Orange vibe? oh my god yes dude so
2: much so i, I
0: was like and okay had, all
2: had to happen was like the little bowler hat right and I was, a little eyeliner
0: i was waiting for it and so okay here's the thing i know that he's from this duology of books that I have not read, but I, and I know we're watching them but i don't know if we're rooting for them or not because it's very confusing he's a criminal but that doesn't necessarily i mean you don't root for them obviously you know we have our problematic faves and there's lots of you know bad quote unquote bad guys that we root for and he's like an art like he's got an artistic soul cuz he like stole this painting but then hangs it in his room all out in the open but okay whatever but like he likes art he likes one of a kind things but that also includes people inez is a one of a kind thing to him i so he bought her out of sexual slavery but also he bought her and he kind of treats her like she's property dude i don't know how to feel about this cheekbone man he's just broody mccheekbones and i just i i'm hoping that there's character development here because right now i'm like not so as somebody who
2: knows his, who knows kaz's backstory
0: it's really tragic okay but see it's not here we can't no it isn't no No, he's a
2: very mysterious character. So I will say this about Kaz, that this won't be spoilery. Um, He is a hardcore criminal. He will do what it takes. He is absolutely ruthless.
0: Yeah, he definitely has that ruthless vibe. There's
2: damage that keeps him from being, you know, the person that he used to be.
0: Okay, well, we'll have to see what they show us in the show, because...
1: For my notes... I had put that seems like a fun character, but not sure if he's a good or bad guy. Like, because like you said, you can be a criminal, but still be like you brought up earlier, Robin Hood, Mm -hmm. you know, there can still be good, even if you're doing bad things.
0: Or like you have your own moral code. And like, once the audience understands that, A, you have a moral code and what that moral code is, then we can be like, yeah, John Wick, you killed those guys who killed your dog, right? Like that's your code.
2: John Wick would be a, really good analogy for him because john wick ruthless hardcore but you know that's not he, he's not a sociopath well i would say
1: that he is a sociopath but he's not a psychopath hi cat hi kitty <laughs> i was just gonna say you're probably gonna have some meowing on the recording because this well, is what he... this podcast because <laughs> we all have a cat that shows up in the background i know normally he I shows up them and them out yeah i would say he meows at me that it's bedtime
0: i watch crazy ex-girlfriend in this very similar setup in here and every night uh, like every thursday and my cat comes in every thursday night right towards the end of the show and yells because it's time for dinner and scares the crap out of me every So this will
2: probably have to be edited out but thank you for introducing me to that show because it is fabulous
0: well i'm not editing this this is a live freaking recording we're just going for it so yeah everybody watch crazy Crazy ex-girlfriend It's, I mean, you know, you can try it. Not for everybody. Your mileage will vary, but I like it. Okay. So let's see here. What else do I have? I was sad that the beautiful mage got killed by the vulcra. That was sad. She was beautiful. And she was magical. I like Your manic her. pixie dream girl died. Well, it wasn't manic pixie. She was magic. Magey. Magic pixie dream girl whatever she was beautiful and she did not deserve to go out that way
1: um I don't know if you caught it it was kind of a quick thing where Mal had said where's the general mm -hmm. why isn't the general here and she just said yeah that you know right you get me
0: yeah and I and we also saw the back of somebody in a in a flappy cloak of mystery watching them take off that yeah yeah so we know that that's the general who's going to be the dark lane and we don't see him in this episode yet so we'll see him later except um, for his
1: very gothic carriage
0: yes that's true the world in the camp black carriage which <laughs> totally gave me evil queen once upon a time evil queen black yes. carriage vibes maleficent. i'm sorry maleficent uh I don't have a Maleficent carriage connection in my head, but the Once Upon a Time television show with the evil queen has this very uh, lit, little black, scary carriage that she drives around in, which is pretty epic. Um, Okay, so, okay. We've talked about the mages. They can do air. They can do fire. They can slow your heart rate down. But is it mind control or is it just relaxing you so that you're willing to talk? I was a little confused what this heart renders powers were. Um, It gets
2: much more explanation in Six of Crows
0: great okay so we'll just so, be patient yeah, and see how it that, manifests no no no, that's yeah. fine i you know that's okay like fantasy stuff you don't need everything explained in like the first couple chapters or the first episode like i'm willing to wait if i have faith that it's gonna actually get explained or that it's not gonna matter this seems pretty important and she's like there still so i'm not sure if she's gonna join their little like gang if you think
2: or... of like magic as having schools and it's a biofeedback school and so they can do biofeedback and depending on how your strength works or your technique. You could do a couple different things with it. So like, um, you know, if you want to find out if somebody's lying, you know, their pulse rate goes up and then you could feel that and go, oh, that's a person's lying. So that might be one skill you have within that subsect. Another might be that you slow a person's heart down or you heal them. I mean, change physical characteristics.
0: Okay. So she's a sex worker who can slow your heart rate or speed your heart rate up. That's what we know so far.
1: I don't believe that that the heart render, she wasn't, uh, sex worker. It was just no. His,
2: Inez was, um, Inez. yeah. She's she's the shadow. She can kind of. She's just really good at being very sneaky.
0: No, 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 no. I know Inez, but but they they got the heartrender girl because he got he bought her for an hour's worth of work for her service of oh, being but not a as a prostitute. Render. Okay, yes, I just sorry. It's kind of when like you somebody you know paid by the you hour. as
2: an hour for <laughs> editing services.
0: Well, you don't know all the perks I offer, Jennifer.
1: <laughs> oh my, my! <laughs> the fine print, apparently. The fine print. Indeed. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only my fans know for sure. Sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> okay, never mind. Too bad for. Per- not yeah so yeah he's not Um, buying
2: her for sexual favors
0: okay so that means though that like her services as doing something to people's hearts is like a thing that is being it's caught you know commodified Mm -hmm. and i'm still like i still i I am interested to see if this gets explained more because i am very interested in her um that might be why they try to include so much from uh, the
2: crow books because the magic system is so much more explained and detailed and so they're probably trying to bring some of that in
0: yeah well and hopefully they'll they'll explain more and that would be good uh let's see here do, 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 do. yeah i i mean my notes are the world building is pretty good i do trust that most things are going to get explained um eventually the acting seems fine um I'm hoping so- that we get more out of Kaz. I'm hoping that we get just more screen time for Inej and Jasper because they're interesting. Uh, I, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of Alina and Mal, which is fine. Honestly, her story is just not nearly as interesting as the criminal stuff, but that's cool. That, that's kind of what we're here for is her plot. So, Here's the best. What? Do you want to continue watching the show? Oh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so that's the test. Do they do a good enough job of getting you intrigued into the world, even if nothing is quite explained and you have questions? Is this a good guy or a bad guy? Is it doing what it's supposed to do of getting you interested in finding it out?
0: Yep. Or are you doing it because, well, I have a podcast I have to do? (laughs) No, I mean, I definitely feel like if I had had more time in April or May, I might have actually just had already watched this. Uh, because you know it is interesting and I like fantasy and they use words like tumble instead of words like hump so it has that going (laughs) for it
2: oh god just as somebody who reads a lot of fantasy it's always a a weird thing of how explicit do you get with stuff Uh, you know especially when you're bringing in a YA audience
0: yeah dude like okay so Heather you don't know this because I mean, we talked about in the, in the podcast, but in the book, like she almost freaking fucks that dark lane in a, in a room off to the side of of the ball. Like it's the map
2: It's It was like a paragraph and you're still remembering that. I think you need to read more romance. Uh,
0: no romance (laughs) sucks. I like my erotica. erotica. (laughs) (laughs) I read enough erotica. I just wasn't expecting it because it's YA. Normally it's all chased kisses and fluttering heartbeats and somebody's holding my hand, but this was.
2: Well, there's no penetration it's
0: just you know no but it was very close enticement <laughs> <laughs> anyways it's all foreplay we will It'll see what off. happens in this in this show um and we saw that already that mal resisted the the charms of somebody but they're already at least talking about sex in, a, in an open way so well, we'll see we'll see netflix can sometimes be sexy so yeah i'm excited to see more and um it's doing its job for sure
2: yeah and thank you for joining us heather you had a lot of really good insights to add yeah that was my pleasure
0: indeed okay so real quick heather you can't play because you've seen it but jennifer what do you hope is going to happen or you have any predictions or hopes for the next episode
2: i hope that mal's character is not the asshole he was in the book
0: it doesn't appear that way so that's a good that's a good hope um i hope that we get more understanding of magic-y stuff like i'd like that to get explained i hope that the the second episode because it's not okay this is it's the first episode but it is kind of like the pilot like so there's a lot of exposition world building stuff you know they don't talk and plot too much thankfully but they did have a lot of plot in this episode and i am hoping that in the subsequent episodes even though there's only seven of them that there's there's action and character development and it moves along without it feeling so jam-packed that you it it's like whiplash going back and forth between these two storylines. Like I hope that in some way we get to slow down a little bit and actually enjoy this world a little yeah. bit and get so some a of the bit texture. more
2: coherence with your plots.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want texture, you know. I want I want to like linger on a couple things um, and not just quickly move, 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 move. And um, yeah yeah so that's those are my hopes (gasps) hopes and dreams man and I and I want to see the freaking dark lane. I want to see this supposed sexy Draco in leather pants type character like
2: (laughs) somebody who um I, I really like the Six of Crows books and so I'm I have hopes for those characters turning out to be as cool as they were in the book
0: okay cool okay well this was fun and we're pretty much done and I'm going to take out the first 15 minutes where it was me sitting here looking at the computer and then Heather and I sitting here saying hi, and uh, the rest of it's just going to be plopped in. So listeners, if you would like to join us, watch episode two. Oh, I should look up the, I had it. Hold on. Oop, be quiet, you. Episode two. We're all someone's monster. I'm not reading the thing. I just read the title. That's all I read. We're all someone's monster is episode two. We will discuss it in a week on Tuesday at eight o'clock Pacific time in Zoom. All of the links are on our website, kmmamedia.com, on our pages and podcasts, part of that website, on our social media, which is on Facebook and on Twitter and KMA media is on Instagram and I am also in all of those places. And you can email us at pages and popcorn at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, tell your friends and family, neighbors and fellow map makers to listen, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course share, share, share all of our stuff with your, yeah, I already said that share, speak, support, be a patron like and subscribe like and subscribe that's right okie dokie we're done hooray hooray i'm gonna stop it now okay all right bye goodbye